Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. My name is Matt Foreman. I'm the lead pastor. Glad you're here this morning. I want to welcome those of you joining us online as well. And before we jump into another testimony and we get to the baptisms, all those kinds of things, going to do something a little bit different uh, that we normally uh, don't do on baptism service. So I'm going to teach uh, just a little bit this morning. And I wanted to kind of... um, uh, just really kind of put something out there. I think it's appropriate to talk about in a service like this. And so I'm only going to teach for maybe, um, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Uh, just about 10, 15 minutes. I just want to teach a little bit. But I do think it's something to, good to consider in a service like this. And so to get us started uh, just in the short teaching today, I want to start with this. How many of you have ever seen the awesome HGTV show Fixer Upper? Anybody seen Fixer Upper? Yes. Good. You're lots of fans like I am. Uh, well, if you've not seen the show, you are missing out. Uh, my wife, Lee, and I, we are... Uh, we are just beloved lovers of the show. We love it, love it, love it so much. Uh, so much so that uh, we've actually never had cable. And I know some of you are going, wait, what? There's a, such a thing as not having cable? There is such a thing as not having cable. All right, we've never had cable. And so whenever we would go to a hotel or a Airbnb or somebody's house that had uh, HGTV, whatever, we'd put it on and we would just watch episode after episode after episode after episode uh, of Fixer Upper. And so love Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, if you don't know, they're Christians, great people uh, doing, I think, great things uh, in the midst of their lives and, uh, and really honoring Jesus still in the midst of it as well. And the good news is, right, if you haven't heard, Fixer Upper's coming back. It's been two years since the last episode, and it's coming back. Uh, it was supposed to start, I think, in the beginning of October, but because of COVID, it's kind of getting pushed back. But it's coming back. Uh, they're doing some new Magnolia network thing, Discovery Channel. I'm super pumped. Uh, now, I still don't have cable, so I'm just going to have to come steal some of this from one of your houses. Can I come to your house? All right, we'll come to your house. All right. Um, but anyway, I bring all this up, all right, because as I began to think about what I was going to teach on this morning, I immediately thought of uh, Chip Gaines on Fixer Upper, all right? And, uh, and because uh, if you've ever seen the show, which I know many of you have, uh, you know that Chip, there's, a, there's one part of the show every time that's Chip's favorite. Anybody know what his favorite is? Demo day, baby. Oh, yeah. When you get to like take the sledgehammer, bust stuff up, tear it all down, all those kinds of things, right? He loves demo day. Uh, and uh, he loves, it's like his most excited part of the entire show. And as I started to think about things for today, I immediately thought of Chip and, uh, and, and uh, his, his love for demo day. Uh, and, and so what I want to share this morning, if you kind of keep that in your mind, I, I want to share uh, what I'm going to call the value of uh, ultimately, because uh, there is value, value of what I'm calling internal, healthy internal demo, okay? Healthy internal demo. Now, there's, there is unhealthy internal demo, right? Uh, we've probably had, some of us have probably experienced it. Maybe we've had people in our lives who've experienced it where there is unhealthy internal demo and it actually leads to depression and negativity and all those kind of things. And, and so uh, I'm not gonna talk about that this morning. What I wanna talk about this morning is this, this idea of healthy internal demo, where it's something like, hopefully, like Chip, we, we regularly seek out, but from a spiritual perspective, internal demo. And maybe even we should get enthusiastic about it. 
Okay, but to do that, I want to take a pause for a moment. Last week, uh, we started a two-week mini-series called Dangerous Prayers, uh, and many of you know that my wife and I and our kids, we were gone on vacation. Uh, last week, we had a great time in Arizona, and so uh, it was wonderful, and so Don Morehouse taught last weekend, my great friend, and did a great message in the, this two-week mini-series, starting out by the, uh, the dangerous prayer of search me which is a really important prayer to be praying in our lives as followers of Jesus. So if you missed that message, please go back online, podcast, whatever, catch up on that, okay? And so today I wanna do the second installment of this two-week miniseries and talk about the second dangerous prayer, and that's gonna be the prayer of this, the prayer of break me, of break me. And so that's why I kind of started with this idea of demo, right? Of this idea of break me, which is a dangerous prayer to pray break me because it's an invitation for God to do some internal demo in our soul. And uh, if you think about it, like from an actual renovation standpoint, when you start a renovation, anybody ever done a renovation in your place, right? And it can be a little scary, can it? Like, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, right? But in the end, hopefully, if you've got a good contractor, if you've got somebody who's other than me and better, better handy stuff, right? Uh, that by the end, right, it may be a little scary on the front end, but by the end, it's so, so good, Right? That's kind of the concept we're going to be kind of looking at is that this idea of what it would take to have some internal demo that in the end would be really, really good. And so to set the stage for us today, we're going to look at two uh, texts, two scriptures. One's going to be from 2 Samuel chapter 11, and then our anchor text, what I really want to get to is Psalm 51. Uh, the first is going to kind of tee up the second one, okay, where we're going to anchor our time and, and kind of give us this idea and the context to discuss this idea of break me, Okay. And we're going to read in both texts about a gentleman named King David. Many of you probably have been around the church, you know uh, King David, but, we're gonna, but he's kind of in both of these texts, okay? So this first one will give us our context for our anchor text. And if you've been around the church, you, you've read the Bible uh, much, you'll, you'll know this is the story, maybe familiar to you, of uh, David and Bathsheba, okay? And starts in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2, and it says this. It says, One evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. And if you know the story, you know, uh, something happens. She gets what? She gets pregnant right? She gets pregnant. Uh, and uh, so David, as uh, anybody would be in that situation, kind of freaks out a little bit and tries to figure out, okay, how do I fix this situation? And, and his quote-unquote fix, uh, he ends up getting just deeper and deeper into the, the issues and the problems because he, uh, his, his fix, uh, which isn't a great one, he decides to have Uriah, which is Bathsheba's husband, killed. And actually puts him, but to do that, puts him on the front lines of the battle lines, and uh, he is killed in battle. He dies. And we're going to pick this up in then verse 26. It says, when Uriah's wife heard that he, her husband had, was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David, and her, uh, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. So sort of kind of a big mess, right? Big messy situation, right? Uh, like David shouldn't have been doing what he was doing and then did this thing and whatever. And then he actually made it even more of a mess by killing this, this gentleman and all those kind of things. And read the whole story on your own time this week. It's a, it's a great, uh, great, a lot of good stuff to take out of that for our own lives. But uh, David even feels a little bit justified that, that he made things right by then at the end of the story, bringing Bathsheba into his home to the point where like, which by the way, doesn't make it all right, okay? And the reality is like, 
so God has to send the prophet Nathan, right, to him. Uh, and it's kind of, a, it, this is kind of an interesting part of the story, but Nathan tells him this whole story and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, yeah, that dude should be killed. And he, Nathan's like, dude, you're the man. Like, that's you. You've done that, David. And so it kind of finally wakes David up to the reality of, of the mess that he's been in, the mess that he's created, and the mess that he's more he created by killing Uriah to the point where then it leads us to this psalm in Psalm 51. And this is David's prayer. After all the junk and all the mess and all the stuff going on with Bathsheba, he prays this prayer in Psalm 51. Verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit, steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And then verse 16 and 17. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O oh God, and here's what I want to focus on today. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. And so this idea of, of break me that we're talking about today, there, there's something to this. David says there's something, folks, there's something to being wholly broken by God. And that leads us to our point today. You can write this down if you're taking notes. Pray break me because, here it is, once broken, the rebuild can begin. Once broken, the rebuild can begin. I, I would maybe uh, substitute that word. The transformation can begin. Just like a, a house renovation, right? We gotta break it down. We gotta break down the walls and then we will get to the point of seeing things transform. And so if we took a look at the, the context with David, once awakened to the reality by Nathan of where he was and what he had done, David realized that the only way that he was going to then be able to get beyond this was that, that, that for God to break him in that moment and to rebuild him. And, and what, what he was looking at is, because how many of you know being broken isn't fun? But you know what he saw? David saw what was possible by being rebuilt by God. If we look at verse 10, right? There was a pure heart, renewal, and a steadfast spirit. He knew that he had to be broken to get to those things, to the goodness, to the end of the renovation, if you will. He came to the realization that, uh, that he had to be broken. It says in verse 17, just as a reminder, right? My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit. He came to the realization that he had built up some walls, David had built up some walls that were between him and God and really kind of kept God out and he needed God to knock down the walls. Before he was gonna be able to do anything else in life, God had to knock down those walls. And so, kind of taking this context of all this, putting it in our lives, putting David's story into our lives, right? The truth is, folks, and there may be, maybe some of us here today, we've done the same thing. Maybe we're here this morning, in this very moment, in 2020, that we have built some walls and that up and we are keeping God out. And we need to pray the prayer, break me, O Lord. Because ultimately, how many of you know, like the reality is, is David could have done lots of things, but the best thing that David could have done was to pray the prayer of break me, Lord. My sacrifice is a broken spirit, Lord, break me. Now for us, those walls could mean lots of different things. I, I made a list of, of things this week. You know, maybe, maybe like David, those walls are up because of a sin area of your life or, or a recurring sin area of your life. And, and um, whether that's pride or, or anger, 
being greedy or envious, dealing with lust or sexual sin, overindulgence, laziness. For you this morning, there are probably, I know the group this size, there's a reality that some of us are here this morning and those walls are up and those walls are up because of a sin area of our life at life and we need God, like David, to come and knock our walls down. I was actually thinking, trying to think of an area of my life this, this where I think I've, I've had moments of my life where I've, pl- I've prayed this prayer, break me well. Uh, I, I've had times where I haven't because, again, it's, it's a dangerous prayer, right? Because when you pray these things, God, by the way, when we pray, it's not just going, hey, I'm just going to pray. Like, we're actually praying to a holy God. And so when we pray these things, right, we're praying. And so, like, I've had times where I've prayed it well and I haven't prayed it well. And so I was remembering a time... It was a couple years ago when uh, I was meeting with my accountability partner and I was just kind of just re- coming to the realization of, of the level of pride in my life. And so I was kind of talking to him about that and saying, hey, I just, I really feel like uh, I need to kind of go to work. I need God to break me, I think, in, in this reality of my pride. Because I, I like to be right a lot. How many of you like to be right? Yeah, if, you're, you're, if you didn't raise your hand, you're, you're lying, all right? We'll pray for you after the service. No, I'm kidding. All right. But like, right, we all like to be right. And so I was like, I like to be right. And I like to do all this kind of stuff. And I feel like, oh, man, I feel like I need the Lord to break me in this. And so we talked and we prayed and we kind of came up with some strategies and all those kind of things. And I thought, okay, left that conversation. I thought, all right, great. I think, I think we're all set. And that was that. Or so I thought. Later that morning, I was in a staff meeting and uh, we were watching a, a training video together and just kind of developing our leadership skills. And... Uh, I actually, I just, man, I tell you what, in that meeting, God broke me. God broke me. And, and it, didn't, it had a very loose connection to the video that we were watching, but, but I just began to weep in the meeting. Which, by the way, when, you're, when you weep in front of 20 people, sometimes it's a lot like, oh, this is, this is super fun, yay, right? So I began to weep in this meeting, and, 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 and like our lead pastor at the time was like, what is going on with Matt today? You know, and God was just breaking me because he, I was like, okay, he knew my desire. We began to pray this prayer to a holy God, and God said, I ain't waiting, Matt. I'm breaking you now. And so I stood up in front of that group of people. There was, again, 20, about 20 people there, and I had to apologize to them about my need to always be right and, and my need to always get my agenda through and all those kind of things. And it, it started a journey uh, probably over the next several months. I don't remember exactly how many months it was, but several months where I was just say, to say yes and be a team player, and I did that. And, uh, and as I looked back at that this week, I was just reminded of the fact that, like, demo came first. I had to be broken down to then become uh, the rebuilt person God wanted me to be, to be a different and better person. And uh, it was so cool because people began to see the new stuff. Just like a renovation in a house, right? When you break it down, right? And, and then people come over and like, man, you guys have done a great job in the house. Like, it's looking great. All those kind of things, right? There's a visible change, right? As you brought some pictures of a renovation we did at our house over the last couple of years. There's some pictures. And so uh, some of you guys know that uh, my mom lives in a mother-in-law suite in our house. And so this is her apartment right here. And so it started out like this and we went to this and then, and this is her apartment. She didn't know I was going to show this picture, by the way. She's probably really mad at me because there's things on the floor, but um, it's okay. Um, but this is what it looks like now. And it's beautiful and a huge visible change in the midst of our house. And so I was thinking about just like a renovation and, and that happening in, in real life, folks, the, the same, the same can, that can be our life. That can be us. If we will allow God to do some internal demo in our lives, there will be a visible change and people will see and experience that change in you. 
And like they come to your house and they say, hey, well, well done, man. I love what you've done to the house. They will say to you, hey, you're, you're becoming a better person, and I like that. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, it may take some time, right, for us to, to do internal demo, right? That renovation actually took, uh, I think, like eight months, right? So it may take some time. And it may be painful. I always tell people that, my, uh, that our house renovation has my blood, sweat, and tears, because at certain points, there were all three of those things, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, I tell, tell people it was the biggest test of my wife and I's marriage to actually do a house renovation, right? It's, it's, a, it's a thing. And so it may, take, it may take time, and it may be painful in the process, but folks, what I want to tell you is, when we allow God to do some internal demo in our heart and our soul, it is well worth it. It is so worth it. Because now, see, my mom gets to live in this awesome, beautiful place. We have some great places in our house that are just beautiful and changed and transformed. And see, we love that. And see, that can be our soul. We can love that. Because once broken, then transformation can begin. But the brokenness has to come first. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.